What up, people? It's your boy Sus in the building. It's a good bad gang, and I have my co-host with me. So you know how like we were watching X Factor the other day, and Sus just accused some people of being extra. That's how extra you were in that opening. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Good Bad Gang podcast. How's your week been? It's LD in the building. Welcome yeah. back. And I just introduced us already, but you know he was extra. It was so unnecessary. Anyway, haters will always hate. And players will always play. Yeah, that's the player here, and that's the hitter over there. No, actually, I think it's, you know, whatever. This has nothing to do with anything. So, anyway, how's it been? How have you been? How was your week? My week I, was fine. I know we had a two-day holiday in between. What did you get up to? We recorded one podcast. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we did. And then I can't remember. What, no, and I stayed at home the next day. Okay. I did nothing. Staycation. Nothing that I can remember. Well, that's oh, yeah, I went to see, I went to see The Incredibles. I thought it was a bit too long, but yeah, I went to see The Incredibles. So yeah, I, think, I think it was a real good movie, The Incredibles. I think I actually saw it with her again, which was my second time seeing the movie. And obviously, so you want some accolades? I don't understand what you're saying, but anyway, so the second time seeing it, and I, I think I loved it as much as I like loved it the first time. And they have that interesting little um, short film and animated at the beginning, which is about um, I think it's I can't spoil the movie. Well, I'm not spoil it so. Anyway, and on Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah. Um, Unraveling Nigeria, with LD stuff, had her um, cooking um, experience class with Meli. Mile. Mile. The E is silent. Mile. Okay. It's M-I-E-L-E, so the first E is silent. Mile. Okay. So they're, um, I guess, high-end um, kitchen appliance, home appliance type um, outfits. They're German-based. And, uh, you know, they also offer a kitchen, cooking, culinary experience. And I guess um, LD here, Rev Nigeria, partnered with them and, you know, for a cooking experience, which I quite enjoyed. Um, I guess it started with a tour, right, of mm-hmm. the facilities and just the equipment. So it's like a sales stuff anyway, which was pretty good. So pretty expensive. So when they say I end, it's I end. But obviously, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. They're all bells and whistles, fridges and, you know, um, induction cookers and all sorts Washing of stuff. Washing machines, yeah. everything, wine, wine, I wouldn't call it wine cooler, wine fridges because they're specifically for wines and they store them at like different temperatures so you can keep different bottles. It, it, it was just really amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, so if you're a wine lover and you're really an, you know, connoisseur, all the different your red wine should be chewed at a certain temperature your sparkling wine your mm. white wine all that good stuff they'll you know ultraviolet lights in the glass prevent light and all that good stuff so it's really you know like you know not not anything i'm buying anytime now but it's really aspirational anyway so to the cooking stuff they had a chef there and you know divided us into groups and we had it was a three-course meal yeah. you know I, I actually made the um Starter, mm. which is like a spring roll. Um, yeah, it was a spring roll, vegetable spring roll, which was cool. It was really good, actually. The whole recipe and the onions and everything. Of course, so you everything. can say the spring roll was good because he was the one who did the spring roll. Yeah, but you, you guys were the ones who um, wrapped it up. Wrapped it. Well, yeah, so. But it was really good. I didn't actually didn't know it was that easy to make spring rolls. And even today, if anybody checking out the Instagram, I made chocolate mousse, which is actually inspiration because I learned it from the um melee stuff and i saw how easy it was to make it so i decided to make it also today with a slight twist from theirs but no it was pretty, yeah so it was pretty good so i think uh 
all in all, it was a good experience for me. Um, and ILD, you know, took it for, I guess, you didn't get the turnout you were expecting, which is part of, I guess, the business plan and advertising and all that kind of stuff. So, and yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's part of the, you know, part of the business. I don't understand why we're putting my business plan on blast here. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, it was it was fine. It was something different. Cook, eat, just sip on some wine, aspire to own Miller products. I mean, it's funny. Apparently, they've been in existence for years, but I'd never heard of them till, like, obviously, they came into Nigeria. But I think, like, I remember someone was telling us about how some, some guy came to come and knock on their door at 7 p.m. the night before to buy two, two fridges. It was two fridges, right? And everything. And, I mean, these fridges cost, like, one million upwards and i'm just thinking and they'll say there's no money in nigeria and people are just you know raking in the stuff at miller but yes yeah, it's, it's a really good place if you ever get the chance you know check it out this is not an ad but who knows if you have the money you might find something that you want to buy but yeah so yeah the reason why i brought up the whole business stuff and you know you selling out is because i was kind of listening to um the dim dimmer the beauty blogger and she was talking about um you know, um, I guess she's in the beauty world, but she was talking about cosmetics and those people and their companies and how they market and stuff like that and how they don't get the right people to come market with them. And she went on the, on the I guess, a long rant. It was almost a 20-minute video. I know she's had something similar like this before and I think we actually discussed it. And I even she acknowledged it's like a part two to that rant. But, you know, you kind of brought it together and like, you know, Especially in the new age of um, Instagram, you know, marketing, influencer, whatever you want to call it, YouTube and others, you know, different social medias where people are essentially running businesses from and how you interact with, you know, people. And I know someone like you did something with Travel Starts with a, uh, a online booking airfare and they actually linked up with you, a travel blogger. To help push tickets and all that stuff so i'm kind of interested in your take on it as someone in that space and as somebody who keeps on trying to improve the business and you know maybe sometimes just instagramming is not enough to sell your business or you know how you view that comments how it works with you and stuff like so that. my take on what exactly like on the whole video or on an aspect that she mentioned or what, just so that, you know, I can streamline exactly what it is that I'm about. You watch the video, um, take whatever aspect of it you feel like talking about, you can talk about it. I don't get that. You can't just say, oh, what was your, what's it called? Because then you brought up travel starter, the travel. So I want to know, what are you asking me? Are you asking me if Brad should be partnering with the right people? Are you asking me if she, if her rant was, you know, useful? Are you asking me like... So I know exactly what I want to answer the first two things that you were asking how you just said about what the first is things you just talked about Which is were what did, did you know did you watch the I, video I just forgot oh, you don't like, want to talk I, about no, it I watched the video but you cannot so because this is ridiculous like if you ask us a question so to say please can you be specific about so please can you be specific about what you're asking <laughs> because I don't know what you're saying okay. right now like guys before we start this podcast we always have a pre-production talk and in our pre-production talk, we discuss what we want. I'm, I'm letting you guys into the closed veil here. So this, uh, Eldin knows damn well what we're supposed to be talking about now. <laughs> and she's here on the know. podcast talking see, about what she does in the already. Know, 
like when you ask it's like when i say something on the pod and then you say explain that further because obviously people who don't know we've had the pre-production and i've probably told you what it is before the pre-production but you still ask me to explain further on the pod for people who are not in the pre-production so do you want to tell them what exactly you want me to talk about i'm saying okay let me put it let me phrase it this way since you know your the trip the the um cooking class whatever we had mm-hmm. obviously you didn't meet your expectations right mm-hmm. like and you've been pondering i think you've been pondering instagram advertising and partnering and the way it goes and i'm saying the dimmer girl was also talking about brands and using instagram and how to partner to actually move products you know you, you are selling uh, you're selling experience you're selling product and i'm just trying to link those two experiences together if what she's saying speaks to your business Okay, so first of all, I'm going to just correct something. Dema did not talk about Instagram specifically. She talked about campaigns in general. Brands using the right people for their campaigns. Uh-huh. Because I'm being specific because, to you because, because you're more of yeah, an Instagram yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, but you, are, you said Dima Instagram. So yeah, so I'm, connect, I'm connecting guys, to dots to how it connects me, to you. Yeah, so let me give you guys like... So what she was pretty much saying was that, you know, um, it's not enough for you to just do a campaign i guess there has to be like some emotional you know if you're a brand you have to have some emotional type of um connection with your with the with the people that you want to actually buy your stuff so yeah instagram is definitely not enough in my opinion i feel like a lot of people that i even get or people that have i've gotten on tours or like experiences this year did not come from instagram they actually did not come from Instagram now that I think about it. They were just random people who like sent emails or said they watched me somewhere or they read a blog post, things like that. So I feel like sometimes social media is really just to create awareness about your brand. You know, this brand is there, this brand exists. But then I have noticed, and it's not just me, you know, because I talk to other travel bloggers, we've actually realized that instagram is just all noise and just hype i mean you could put up a poster today about a trip and like 100 people will comment on your instagram oh we're coming we're coming blah 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 and then when the time comes you don't see half of them so let me use my miller cooking class for example like i put it out and i probably didn't push as much i don't know if i didn't push as much i think i did actually but the point is i had so many dms people were tagging their friends people were tagging their sisters their cousins their girlfriends people slid into my dms oh have you stayed accepting payments blah 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 blah. so you know if i was going to go with the kind of reaction i got off instagram i was like yeah this is sold out you know that kind of thing and then closer to date because i always follow up on with people who um express interest in these things and then everybody starts saying Oh, um, yeah, so I have a wedding and I'm a grooms. I remember that was the one that shook me. Like some guy told me he has a wedding and he's a groomsman in the wedding. And I thought, you didn't know you were a groomsman a month ago when you asked me about this. So yeah, I just feel like Instagram is definitely not enough. You have to, they have, I don't even, I'm not even sure where you have to look but instagram like even some people that i know that usually have like sold out events or experiences they will always tell you that half of the people definitely did not come from instagram i feel like word of mouth is still the biggest referral point in this country and it's the same thing that dima said in her video she's like people buy stuff off 
referral. If I'm going to buy a wig today, I would most likely like to know someone who has maybe bought a wig from that person. Or I remember somebody saw me commenting on a wig person on Facebook asking how much. And then she started to me and DMs and she's like, don't buy a wig from that person. They are 419, you know, that kind of thing. So it's still a referral. And I feel like that is honestly still the biggest marketing tactic in Nigeria. Now, for the other things that she said about brands partnering with the right people, of course, I agree. You know, you have to create awareness. It's not enough to just create awareness that you're in a country or that you're in a place. How can people buy your stuff? Because she's right. I, I, I don't know L'Oreal stand even till now. I don't know Maybelline stand. You know, it's not like I, I'm not the biggest makeup person in the world. But usually I can tell you that, oh, yeah, I've seen this this brand here or that brand there. So she's definitely right. It's not enough to just pull celebrities together for a campaign and things like that. You also have to ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve from this campaign? What do I want people to take out of this? Does this campaign make sense? That's honestly, to be fair, I just, that's what I think. One thing I took away from the video, which I think spoke to me, was when she spoke about when they're doing all these activations and events and essentially where they kind of pack the core people together and they kind of just ignore the greater masses, right? And which is why she brought the hair example, saying this hair is expensive, and yet it's such a big, wide market of different. Um... I I think I think it also to be honest. Okay, so this hair thing that she's for an example, I think it's true. Definitely, like people see hair and they want their boyfriends, hint hints to the boyfriends and the husbands, buy your girl some hair. They want their boyfriends to buy hair for them. That you know they are saving. But here's the thing depending on the kind of hair that someone sees on you it's still a you know this wig that you're wearing this hair is for rich people now you know that kind of thing so i'm not really sure how the hair industry has been able to um has been able to i don't i don't know how to explain it so i'll give an example i wore a wig to work the other day people wear wigs all the time to my office like in fact i can tell you half of the women in my office are wearing wigs However, for some reason, I have been the focus of attention. I remember even my chef, and my chef is not Nigerian, by the way. My chef goes, hmm, you must have saved a lot of money to try to buy this wig. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't that expensive at the end of the day. But yeah, so like hair is expensive, but I still don't know how the hair industry has managed to... Because I see some people selling wigs and I'm like, I cannot afford this wig. Like, I, I cannot. It looks nice. I want it. I love it. But even if I start saving till t- tomorrow, even if I have the money, there's still something that I'm going to want to buy with it. So I think it's more than the wigs looking nice. There's more to it and I'm just not sure what it is. Now, before you kind of interrupted me and even let me land on my point. You mean the same way you do all the time? So the point she was making in that video was even with all these price points of the wigs and whatever it is, they still market it with a wide appeal. They don't say, oh, because it's this price, I'm just saying, okay, I'm really trying to get those cool, quote-unquote, elite people to buy it. And when you do those activation events, only those people come in play. But instead, they cast a wide net and people even save up to get these wigs and whatever it is. And I'm, I'm even bringing it now when I think of this kind of thing to liquor, right? A lot of times when I'm seeing all this um, activation by all them Ciroc and all them um, Jameson or whatever it is, and they always make it so niche, so cool people, so very select. When, if they cast a bigger net, when people um, 
that are even below. They aspire to drink that drink because that's the drink of success and they might even save up to get a bottle to celebrate or whatever it is. But you might close yourself from all that market because you just think, oh, these people cannot afford but it. I don't understand. Although, but here's so, what... and, and I think that was a good point you really made that I kind of latched to. Okay, but I, so this is what I don't understand because... Are we trying to say that now it's wrong for businesses? Like, this is actually a genuine question. So I understand what Dima was trying to say. But are we now saying that it's wrong for businesses to have, like, niches, like a certain type of people? So, you know, it's like how in America, apparently, all these clubs, that I don't know what they call it, is for the preppy boys. You know, that is who they want. That's who they're marketing it for. They really don't care about the boys whose daddy is not in the Senate or whatever, you know. So is it wrong for brands to have... A certain type of people in mind that they want to use their brand to focus on who they want so for instance now we went to Mila yesterday and even though they didn't tell us i, I know some of the clients you know so apparently Mila does laundry for people that have bought their stuff the kind of people that they have are like diola sego if you know her larry da silva you know that kind of thing in my head i'm thinking miller probably has like a certain type of people that they want using their products or buying their stuff so i'm asking a genuine question are we saying that brands should not have niches that they want like so how lv says or chanel for instance you know chanel is marketing a product they're not marketing it to the masses it's the people that can afford it that they want to that they want to buy it but and then here's the thing you also have people who are not in that um, earning power trying to save up to buy a Chanel bag, even though Chanel is not necessarily marketing it to them. Yeah, missing the whole point. The Millet people, let's even use Millet people. Millet people don't care um, about a certain type. They care about people that can afford it. And people and they want people that even can't afford it today when they, if they can cross over to that price point to be able to afford them. So when they market, they market to everybody and say, you know, and even make it an aspiration. It's like did it with Ciroc. When you did this, is inviting Ciroc. It's not inviting only. You want everybody to drink Ciroc, even when you're poor, for you to see Ciroc as the pinnacle of success. So I'm going to drink Ciroc. Yes, I want so to aspire to get to Ciroc. So you, you cast a wide net. You don't become so. Okay, but the kind of become, people you, you see in Didi's Ciroc ads, do they look like the regular people? That's where I'm going to. But because uh, Dima was trying to say that the, in the, the campaigns, the makeup campaigns. The kind of people that they bring for the campaigns are and you use your mouth to say you say you see the campaigns jameson campaigns and it's like the cool looking kids and everything you're, you're missing so the point so those, those what a, what she was talking about are those events are the diddy is a commercial everybody's watching that commercial rich poor whatever as long as you can stand in front of a tv as long as you pass in front of a billboard you see the commercial now when we're talking about the events you're talking about when you're not doing all these events activation events where you only bring those people in the awareness ends in that room the awareness ends in that event that's the point she's making when you keep on doing these events keep on putting these um small niche people it comes it goes they do it somewhere in equation somewhere in vi those few people there they do they do it buy and go the awareness does not pass okay, so people like, that might want to you know, okay, so they might not that's the point she was making you. in the video so now where i'm going to like i said i'm not saying i'm disagreeing with dima but I also i always like to I, i'm trying to unpack this situation so you said the awareness ends in that room 
but wasn't the point of them bringing those people for those people to create awareness about it so like for instance now that's a point it's not working that's a point it's not working they're picking the wrong people to be in the room they're not casting a wide enough net that's the whole point of it exactly that's why i said so but you were not explaining it better for the people now you were just doing explain this people are people are understanding fully and i'm and i'm making you understand because you missed because you were missing the point excuse you i might not want I said you the video. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because I send the video doesn't mean that doesn't mean you got the point. I have to help you explain it yeah, to not, people. Me so explain now the, the real question still is, and here's the problem. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, and fortunately, even when you cast a very wide net, there are sometimes that people just can't relate to certain influencers. I'll give you an example. Um, you guys know Ninja Nomad. We're talking about the beauty influencers, for instance. There's a particular beauty influencer. She's very influential. She probably, you know, she's one of the oldest beauty influencers in Nigeria. Um, if you follow the beauty industry, you probably know beauty in Lagos. But here's the thing. The girl behind beauty in Lagos, depending on who you are, you cannot relate to her. She's light skinned, she she has money, you know, she's schooled abroad, she carries all the Chanel bags, things like that. Now it makes sense obviously for a beauty brand. And if you watch Dima's video, this beauty influencer was one of when Dima said there was a time when she went for a campaign and there were only three of them. She was one of the three that was with Dima at that beauty, what's it called? It has often been said that people cannot relate to the girl behind the beauty in Lagos what's it called and she you know she she's done a good job actually of separating her brand from herself but then when people see her they're like oh you know i can't relate to this girl she's perfect what's, she's what's the point you're making i'm saying so how do you said they're not casting a wide enough net sometimes the influencers look a certain way but then what can brands do to make sure that even though influencers look a certain way, even though their brands are actually big, do you get what I'm saying? So this girl has a big brand, but the truth of the matter is if she's in a campaign, someone, someone looking at that campaign probably cannot relate to her. Then you use more than one. one. You use her to catch a certain niche market. Use another one to get the niche market. But talking to there's a place for niche marketing. We all know that there are some niche products and, you, and even that's part of, a part of our point also. If you're doing beauty, don't go pick a just a, a Nollywood actress to market your beauty. Half of our followers might just be following her just because she's an actress. They care nothing about beauty. Why, if you go to Dima, for example, everybody's specifically looking for beauty products with her. Oh, because they think Dima is pretty. Oh, however it is, but they trust her. You're looking for when they want to think about what mascara to use, what lipstick to use, what foundation to use. They go to Dima. They don't care what the the um nollywood actress is doing and obviously there's some items that are so specific that's so niche might be a certain price point i'm pretty sure ferraris is not you know advertising to everybody because it's such a select few people that can afford ferrari or whatever it is so you might you know advertise in certain magazines or public however you want to do there is but when we're not talking about um things that you're trying to cut across like liquor or like um beauty products hair which is the example she gave which is something that is as in in a way cut across all um demographics and 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 all people and just trying to say um people that are doing the beauty industry should look at that as a model and i said i just related to to one thing when she brought up all these activation events 
and the people that they bring, how they make it so niche. Something like Jameson is not a rich man drink. It's not something that should be luxury. Everybody abroad drinks Jameson. You don't just come into the African markets and just think you elevate something to a level that a common man should not be able to afford it or drink it in Lagos and you start, you know... But isn't that the Nigerian problem way. though? And that's what should, everything in Nigeria always seems to be more... I don't know how. Everything in Nigeria that is basic in other countries... In Nigeria, it's blown over. Uh, and that's so a point. Example, She's saying the PR so for, companies are partnering. She's saying the PR companies that are partnering so with all these brands are giving them the wrong okay, advice. So, they are coming to the market so with the wrong like, advice, not understanding the market Zara, f- and properly. Do you know Zara? What is Zara? Zara is a clothing store. Okay, okay do you know Topshop? I, I know Zara. I don't yeah, know okay, so I remember um, I was wearing a Zara top the other day in church, and Zara is basic in another country, and somebody saw me wearing it and said ah which babe you're wearing zara and i'm like i don't understand i feel like generally even apart from that everything in nigeria seems to be overblown or overshot you could come wearing a primark shirt and somebody would still be like oh you know she had that one that she's always wearing primark so in as much as pr companies are maybe not using the right people i feel like there also has to be a I don't know if it's the forex situation. I don't know. There is a mentality too with Nigerians where everything is seen as, you know, this is for a rich person or this is for even without PR, even without influencers. Some things are just seen as for expensive people and some things are seen for this is for someone like me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and but she used the example to, yeah, de- to what- demystify that part. And I mean, like when you think about it, there's cheap hair too. There's so, so long as the hair just looks fine. So that's why I'm like, for the hair industry is even different i'm sure if you speak to people in the hair industry too they will have their own stories to tell i mean from the outside it looks like the hair industry is doing very well i know people that are selling hair though i mean like i saw somebody selling hair for 300k for of course i'm sure the quality of hair that she's selling will probably be much more better than the hair that somebody else is buying for 20k but then if they want everybody wears the same hair, nobody's really able to tell maybe until after a while how much. Uh, you know, well, people that people that are buying for hair people that are buying purses for a thousand, five thousand dollars, it carries the same junk you put in a like, bag that's a hundred dollars. I feel like shady, so same, um, is shading me about yeah, this the, bag situation. Yeah, five thousand dollar bag. Let's let's move on from there. Let's just move on. No, so I'm just saying that um basically it's even it's even more than the PR companies and the influencers. There's just yeah. a right. major situation. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm yeah, done with this. So Think of talking circles around it. I'm not interested in stuff that happened, which you are telling me is actually a four-year-old story. But I guess not four-year-old. Sorry, I was wrong. Two years old because I went to her Instagram page to confirm when it happened. Which apparently a two-year story, but it just became viral now. Um, I don't. I can't remember her name. I also her name from. is Enyola Hudeni. Yeah, so anyway, she so she referenced in the tweet that when she got married, she um told the um Ajalas Alaga Alaga. Oh, um, we had pre production, no, by the way, and I said this day, you're not supposed to have to make this sound bad for something, but please continue. Yeah, so they have those women that I guess the MC um Yoruba weddings and stuff, and she told them not to say anything concerning submissiveness. And that during her wedding, she did not kneel for her husband, right? I mm-hmm. guess at the point in the wedding where the woman kneels mm-hmm. in for a Yoruba wedding and mm-hmm. obviously became a whole big Twitter. I didn't even feel today. I still tweets concerning it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your take on it? You are, you I guess you know Yoruba, you're Kogi, right? Yeah, but still my mother well, is a full-blooded Yoruba woman. Okay, so you're, so you're kneeling, right? 
So here's what I think. Are you kneeling? So speak me a new. You must so kneel. here's what I think. I, I, in fact, because you, you said you, I must kneel, I'm actually not going to kneel you, down. You will kneel. Anyway, so this is where I'm going. These are these are my thoughts on it. I remember on on Twitter some of the stupid comments that were made were that nobody ever comments about when the so in the Yoruba wedding when the groom comes in he has to lie down flat on the floor. So people were like, eh, that why doesn't anybody complain about the men lying down flat? And I remember somebody made a very apt statement. The groom is lying down to his parents-in-law. No matter what it is, they are older than him. Is he meant to stand to ask for their child? But there is no part in the Yoruba traditional wedding where the groom prostrates to his wife. He prostrates to his parents-in-law. I want your daughter, you know, that kind of thing. And they pray for him. He gets up. In fact, the parents, you know, tell him to stand up. It's a sign of respect, you know, to the parents. There is no time where this guy is going to kneel down or prostrate to his wife. Meanwhile, the bride kneels down to her husband. So the guy, I, I don't know who you are, but whoever you are that made that stupid statement, just know that that statement was daft because you cannot be comparing apples and oranges like so likes to say. Now, it is her wedding. If she and her husband sat down and decided that she was not going to kneel down, how does this concern me? How does this change the price of that I'm buying Gary in the market? Well, she brought the conversation to Twitter exactly, and, and made it the public and, no, but that's and, what I'm and brought saying. it to public scrutiny. She made a conversation on Twitter, which is fine, but I don't see why people are angry at something that has already been done. She didn't kneel down, she didn't kneel down. Her husband was fine with her kneeling down. Her husband was, was fine with the Alagas not using the word submission in fact to annoy everybody more she she made a statement about how her sister-in-law was sitting down beside her and they were all laughing i remember somebody now tweeted and said ah then you might as well have told your mother to walk you down the aisle and baby girl said actually my mom was the one who walked me down the aisle i remember this story specifically because i follow a page on um instagram girls like me i remember how she was talking about she doesn't understand why it's the father that gives the bride away when the mother labors over the child she raises the child in some cases the father is hardly around and then when it comes to the wedding day the father takes all the glory who is giving the daughter out is the father who is doing this is the father so i had known this story for a while and i mean that's what she wanted she wanted her mother to walk her down there it's fine she did not want to kneel down for her husband are you the husband like if her husband is fine and i mean she's still happily married as far as we know she's sitting down and laughing at everybody on twitter with her sister-in-law okay question it's i have question i have for you what because this became a feminist thing right now what what is your own definition of feminine i don't think we've ever had this talk we've what, had this talk we have this talk all the time. on twitter I I have we have it on twitter myself i, I mean with uh, you uh, no on, on the podcast have we had this talk on podcast yes, i'm not we sure have because you were being irritating about the mega marco situation and i schooled you on what feminism is feminism mm. is just the fact that i have equal rights to everyone if i want to be a stay-at-home mom i can be a stay-at-home mom if i want to be the head of an engineering company then i should be able to be the head of an engineering company the fact that i'm a female should not stand in the way of me getting that if i'm doing the exact same job with a guy then i should be getting paid the exact same amount i mean recently the highest paid hollywood stars just came out and apparently the highest paid hollywood actress what she was making was what the person who came fifth was making for the men so it's pretty much just equality that is what feminism is to me i should have the same um i should have the same what's that word I should have the same chances if i work in for an interview for a job 
I should not be at a disadvantage because I'm a female. If I deserve the job over the guy, then I should get the job. If I did not deserve it and if, you know, I didn't have what it took, then that's fine. But it should not be because I should never be disadvantaged because I'm a woman. That is just what feminism is. So, so if you're any 5 million and I'm doing the same job that you're doing, then I should be any 5 million too. That's pretty much what it is. I have the right to do what I want to do. Simply put. All right. I guess that's about you made it too long. I think we, because just does not to understand things sometimes. sometimes. No, no, it took, no, not too long. I think there was example. It doesn't need a simple line. And anyway. yeah, so that's what it is. Like every other thing is just. I mean, like, and of course, it cuts across other things too. Like men taking care of their children is now seen as a big deal, as if the child is not their child. You know, different things like that. So you know, all these other things start entering the equation. But in on the surface, like simply put, and let's get that that down to it. I go to kneel down. All this long story you're talking. I don't know. We have to have a conversation yeah, about what, what this. Yeah, you must know. <laughs> you, you, are, are you going to even wash the feet? You have to wash the guy's feet, there right? There is no such thing as washing of feet. Um, yeah, washing of feet. Now the there's no washing of feet. I Doesn't matter now. There's no washing of. Anyway, anyway. I feel like if I kneel down, then. You know, it best be kneeling down to a why, why, why are they kneeling down with you? I know. See, let me tell you, this is the problem with this whole thing. And it's, anyway, one thing, let me just set up the set up the small before I get too big on it. Obviously, culture and tradition changes with the time. It's, it's, it changes and changes. The, the ceremony we have today is widely different than what exactly. they have in the 1600s or whatever it is. So it changes. And cultural ones in the in the east, so is it Akrebam, where is Calabar, where they used to kill twins. That was the culture then, right? People knew better, they did better. Even in ceremonies now, people take away um, from richer and poorer. They don't want they say for rich and rich. I mean like and I, let me just add to that. I'm not even cutting it short, just to add to you. It's like now before back in the days during the traditional wedding, the father would collect the bride price happily all the cash and take it to his house. But now, in most Yoruba traditional weddings, I don't know about other cultures, obviously, once the father receives the bride price at the traditional wedding, they either do two things. They call the couple and give it to them and say, this money is for you. Or, and it, this is a st- this is the one that is done most of the time because the father holds the mic and says it with pride. He says, we're not interested in your money. Our daughter is not for sale. They give the money back to the to the groom's parents and then the groom's parents like so i mean back in the so things change and that's different and that and that varies from people to people believe you me if you're married to a family where the parents are in that well to do <laughs> they, they, they ain't giving you shit back saying no i'm, I'm not selling my daughter Nico, bring take you are coming to take our you know this is not this is no slight to you people you're coming to take our dad take you know how much refuse to send that to school and everything to bring this small token obviously and things like that and why people do things like that because it changes the dynamics because people say when you other than a submission yeah, all plays into the yeah. all plays into the ties that this person came with a bright price and you're mm-hmm. now going away so if you change those dynamics around you have to move the ceremonies um the rituals you're doing ceremonies all around to you know kind of um change those norms and and, and, and it is what it is and to echo what you said and i think a lot a lot of the arguments back and forth that's just goes all over the place on Twitter about this feminism stuff is that feminism is just a woman's right to do whatever she wants to do. If she, and that's the problem. And to get the same opportunities as her 
counterpart. counterpart. That's fine. So, so the point is that if a woman decides she wants to be a housewife, she wants to be kneeling for her husband and doing all that stuff, that's her choice. As a feminist, you are, you, are, you are fighting for that. If she wants to be a go-getter, leave the house, you know, and just operate on that same level, that's her choice. So the whole fight for feminism is for a woman to be able to make those choices exactly. for herself. Exactly. So, But the problem it comes on Twitter is the people that make the choice to stay at home Mothers be, get you get shamed. You get shamed. The, people, the people, the people that stay, people that stay, mother are shaming the other people. Who leave which, their children, and it becomes a uh, Which is, which is really st- stupid in a way because you guys are supposedly fighting for the same thing to be able to do whatever it is you want to do. And I think like this whole thing really sums up that culture is is a living, breathing thing. It changes with time. All this traditional outfits that you say we are wearing at all these weddings that's not the traditional outfits we used exactly. to wear that's all this ghillie all these things this I see all... how we keep modifying it if we're ever talking about the weddings I was telling this the other time I'm like my mom told me that for white weddings all this changing into a second dress it did not used to happen you will wear your wedding dress towards the end of the white wedding you will go and change into like another traditional attire even though you've had your traditional wedding also, you know how now we do after parties and we're there till one year. My mom is like, no, that the bride and the groom, even if you want to do an after party, your in-laws will take you to your new house and wash your feet. So, so I think that's where you got the washing of the feet idea. So like they're washing your feet because you're entering a new home. But now they just do the handover maybe in a room where the um after party is being held, you know, they say, Oh yeah, take your daughter, you know, they pray, they tell the couple to know and that there's no washing of feet, there's no nothing. I mean, I do know some people who are still washing feet today because like Nomad says she didn't attend her after party because you know her parents forced her. But things keep evolving and keep yeah, plus the, what this white wedding thing is not that's not an African yeah. thing. Well, I don't know where we started all this white so wedding thing. It's true. Well, he'll say polygamy, meanwhile he's here trying to force somebody to kneel down. No, I'm not saying that white wedding. That is that's the colonizer thing. We we didn't used to do white weddings. Or anyway, so that's that is that. So I think it's sometimes it just becomes a frivolous argument. I think people just want to argue for arguing's sake, and exactly it's, and like um, I said, something else. What every individual couple chooses to do is their business. Yeah, and you arguing it is really doing nothing. Some something else that came and I came to being on this all the social media Instagram views. Is how much people are going to influencers and I don't know, I don't, I don't like the word influencers, but just people that have lots of followers and posts and just soliciting advice and you know really lean on people that maybe are not that qualified to be answering some of all these questions. Now I followed this um, page recently, um, everything that arts, and she seems to be a really interesting follow. Mm-hmm you know, arts, whatever. I think I found out by people like you or whatever. You know the way it is. If you follow three people that follow one person, somehow that person gets, you know, into your uh, expo- explorer or whatever it is. And I started following her. And, you know, it's good enough content. I'm, I'm still following and I watch her stories and um, the good stuff. But somebody sent her this and she posted it on her stories. She says, hello, arts. Good evening. My name is, she blurred that out, which is good. And I'm 18. I'm in a confused state of will I ever stop? Is it possible? I've cried. I'm angry because I'm fighting porn and masturbation. I have cried because I know it's wrong, 
but no matter how hard I keep finding myself in it. And right now I'm crying because I want to share my life journey with you. I want you to be a shoulder that I can lean on. I want you to hold me, to affirm me through this celibacy journey. I want you to guide me. I don't want to miss it in life. I have dreams that I know I would come true someday. I am taking my entrance diploma into university and I'm scared that I'll see guys that I like and I don't want to give in too easy. I want to be able to hold myself. This is the part that I need you the most. Yeah, she says something like, uh, this is on about, it's heartbreaking but also refreshing that they came to me. This is everything that I'm saying. Um, so I'm coming to you guys. Need your help. Never had people approach me like this. So when reading that, that like I said, the one thing that came to me, I'm like, why are people hitting up, in my opinion, I guess I'm not following her that long, so I don't know, maybe she has a celibacy drive thing, but from what I can say, I'm not sure she's happy that. So why are people hitting up um, in my quote-unquote random celebrities or you know, Instagrammers because they have lots of followers and asking them to me what I feel is really important questions and saying they want to lean on them, whatever it is. Shouldn't these people have better support around them? And this life that we're living, where everything on Instagram, we're having all these pseudo-relationships with people that are online that really don't know them and they really don't know us and we are missing away from um, having personal um connections like don't you have a best friend uh, a mentor uh, somebody role model you can look up to the back on this question as somebody on um instagram at least to credit to the everybody in the art just putting out there like you know what i'm i don't know the answers to this i might not be the best you know person and trying to train it up to the rest of our followers to um for advice on this so that's the first part i want to talk about then i'll let you comment on it first then i'll go into this whole porn and masturbation addiction and i really don't have a lot to say all i'm going to say is that i feel like this is not a difficult question people always look up to people who seem to be doing better than them it's the same reason i remember someone once said that they don't understand why people will be saying celebrity couples are their couple goals don't you have parents at home or don't you have like a family member who is couple goes to you and i remember one time that rihanna said that she she's not anybody's role model people because when people were when parents were bashing her about how their kids look up to her she's like look i'm not trying to be anyone's role model so it's it's just life people always tend to look up to people who seem to be doing better than them who seem to be famous in one capacity or the other i mean being insta famous is actually apparently a type of fame and it's why we continue to try and preach that not everything you see on social media or on TV or anywhere is actually what it seems like. The person you're going to for advice might be just as messed up as you are. Just because they seem to be very creative or they have a lot of followers or they seem to be making a lot of money or have some sort of fame doesn't make them the go-to person you need to. So th- I feel like this has been going on for time immemorial. It's just now all up in our face, you know, it's more out there. We can see it because we're following these people and these people in turn are also, you know, screenshotting these things and putting it out there for us to see. Okay, so I guess that addresses the first. But now to the porn and masturbation. I think um, now this thing, let me acknowledge this in the first place. Porn, masturbation can be a real serious addiction I know I've seen TV shows and documentaries where it can be really be crippling, where people are 
no longer productive. They can't keep jobs. They can't do stuff like that because they are addicted to this stuff. So it can be a real problem. I'll acknowledge that part. And there are people who have addictive personalities where they lash onto something and they go ham and it just really seeps into every area of their life and they can't function um, properly. Now, the way I read this, and I'm just, you know, putting my own armchair psychology, this appears to be a faith thing where um, you've been told porn, masturbation is bad, it's ruining your life, you're probably going to go to hellfire type thing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you demonize it so much, or you demonize it so much that um, you feel so um, uh, um, downcasted by it and like your world is falling and whatever it is. And, you know, celibacy is a good thing, you know, keep sex or whatever till marriage, blah, blah, blah. We all know the still. We all know the spill, whatever it is. But I think we need to get away from the headspace of demonizing these things where it paralyzes somebody like this, where you're on um, Instagram trying to lean on support from somebody um, watching porn. In my own opinion, nothing devilish about it, you know. <laughs> you sure? I, I, mas, I, I, mas, I don't even mas, know what to say. Masturbating. I, I want to put there's it in There's nothing wrong about it. There's nothing wrong about it. I want to opinion. put it in that Sosie's point of views are he's alone and do not reflect the collective views of the Good Backyard podcast. So if you're a parent or you're someone who knows someone who listens to this podcast, please don't discourage them from listening just because of Sosie's views or my views. You know. I'm going to give it to real men. You know, I know sometimes what I say, you have to keep it 99% real because you have to keep that 1% for the bullshit. But I'm telling you, we have to stop demonizing. Like I said, I've acknowledged it can be a real problem. But I'm I'm just the other part where we demonize it so much that people get so repressed and they can't function because of this demonizing. Exploring your body, you know, understanding how your body works is not not something that's going to kill you. Are you meant to explore your body if you're not married? Anyway, I said my own. I know. I'm just keeping it real here, man. So I think we need to stop so demonize all this stuff, and it becomes uh, becomes something else because you know we think we take things that are natural into some other realms that then they shouldn't be in now what they acknowledge sometimes it can become an addiction just like you can be a social drinker and sometimes you can become alcoholic the same thing with all this porn and masturbation you can watch whatever i think that so should do an episode on porn and masturbation because he seems to know a lot about the psyche and yeah and 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 maybe i have to get somebody who is who is more open to talk about it because it'll be is uh but I don't know anything about it now. I'm not about to lead somebody into health. <laughs> because I, that's what they don't say. LD said that. It's like how, you know, I remember someone once said that we should get someone who really knows about mental health. Yeah, and we're still going exactly, to do that. So I don't want to just give frivolous. Yeah, uh, we are working on that. As in the next time, as in, uh, even mental health, health I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Well, I think the next time we're actually going to talk about it, we're going to have an expert somewhere that really knows about these things. So it's not that I don't want to talk about it, just I don't want to say something. That is not somebody will come and blame me, but uh, mm. it's all good anyway. Let's 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 go to the Jerome um, of the week. So, this week, um, and for our first time listeners, if you're listening for the first time, Jero is our Nigerian love doctor, psychologist, and people send him um, emails and 
about um, whatever different situations they have in their relationship, random stuff, and he gives them advice, I suppose, and also puts this on the timeline for people to read and um, give their own opinions and comments, and sometimes it just becomes a joke fest. So this goes, um, hello, good evening, Joe. God bless you. Please share and reply me privately. My boyfriend is two of two years has been asking me to do some things. I don't know if it's worth it or I should leave the relationship. Number one, he said I should lose weight from size 12 to 8. Two, he said my bum, my bum bum is hard that I should rub baby oil daily. Three, he said my lips is not soft enough that I should use warm olive oil on my lips. Four, he said I'm to relax and I don't express myself around him that I should be happy and jumpy and be jumping on him when I see him. I know he loves me, but should I really do all these things? My mom asked to do them, but it seems like a lot. Is it all worth it for a man and marriage? I don't understand. When I think of it, he's describing his ex. He complains he can't carry me during sex as I'm a size 12. Help, please. in case this person is taking stuff the podcast i'm sorry so um girl if you want some soft skin i can give you my my regimen but <laughs> so my skin is soft as hell i mean i get cuts all the time it's actually becoming a very bad situation but um i, I don't know whether to take this seriously <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> this can't be a serious complaint anyway since um ld doesn't seem to have um answers um, as uh, as a solution oriented person, let me. I will address. No, I, 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 I will address. No, I, I would like to say something, and this is because I feel personally with a size twelve is not heavy, and if you cannot carry a size twelve, then you know that that's a serious problem. Come on, what are you talking about? It's not like she's a sixteen or an eighteen. I feel like this guy is just maybe body shaming her or putting because I'm doing a size twelve. Really, that's a UK twelve. I'm assuming though. That, I'm assuming that she's talking about a UK 12. If it's not a UK 12, then. But American know. 12 bigger than UK 12? Yes, now. And then, okay, so whatever it is, okay, I'll so let me address it one by one. So for number one, he's, um, she said I should lose weight from a size 12 to 8. Hmm. Now. Oh, yeah, then it's definitely UK. Okay. A 12 is small. Come on, guys. Yeah, so maybe, you know, he wants the best for you, he wants you to be fit and healthy, right? So there's nothing wrong with you. Um, I don't like to tie it. What I don't like what he did is tying it to sizes. But if you can be fit and healthy and still be a 12. I don't know about that. Yes, you can. I don't know about that. But what he probably wants... Serena Williams is fit and healthy and she's not the equivalent of a 12. I don't know what Serena Williams' um, sizes. But my point is this. There's nothing wrong with being um, physically um, um, active. And what I hope he also encourages you, mm-hmm. right? That you guys both go to the gym together, become something that you guys do. You guys go the whole fitness thing, mm-hmm. the eating healthy and right thing. And if the bonus is you're able to fit into a smaller size, that's great. If not, but the main part of it is for you to be healthy and for you to be uh, in shape and fit for your health and all that reason. So that might not be a bad thing. Um, maybe he just wants the best for you that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number two. Yeah, he said my bum is too hard that I should rub baby oil daily. Now, my question is, I don't get this, Rob. Are you Igbo? I was, I did you, 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 I did you
this is why I was laughing, guys, because this always says this. Yeah, I, I, I know evil, evil girls are apparently, you know, at least from my experience, have um, this strong is, yash. This is why I was laughing because <laughs> so this BS. They have, they have, so, 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 and I knew he was going to so, say that. So there's some things that you can't, you know, if 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 you are able, tell them, look, babe, it's genetics. We have strong yash. That is just what it is. You got to deal with it. Right now, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm, I'm have different research for you. I don't know if rubbing baby oil works on it, but I think you know any nice moisturizer, nice cream that you are rubbing will probably help. Girl, get some right? black soap too. I don't know, black soap will, um, will help with the um, softness. I but said I have soft skin and I get cuts all the time. What does that have to do with black soap? I'm just saying, so I think I know beauty regimen. I don't know about that. Beauty anyway, so moisturizer. I think baby oil actually because I've seen this thing a couple of times. Moisturizer. So it wants the best for you here. There's nothing there. I'm sure you like to have a soft bum bum too. So there's nothing so bad there. And what is key? He's coming to you with this. He's not going outside to go find it, right? Mm. He wants it from you, and you he wants the best that, for I, you. I would just like to interject. I, that we all know that sometimes guys are telling their girlfriends what they want, but they still have side chicks outside. So please don't use that as a statement. He might have a baby outside, and like she said, maybe he's comparing. Maybe you know he's with his side chick and like ah, my side chick's body is so soft and it's so this. Why is my Body like yeah, so I know, so it wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. number three, he said my lip is not soft enough that I should use warm olive oil on my lips. Now I don't know about the love warm olive oil flat, but what actually works is it, people don't do this enough. You can actually exfoliate, um, exfoliate your lips. So um, so do you exfoliate your whole lips? Yeah, no, no, no. My lips are soft <laughs> naturally, so I don't need to. So but but this is sometimes this is all natural. You um you use um sugar and honey right sugar and honey you rub it on your lips and like because mm, so the, the sugar being rough and the honey you know kind of um you know helps scrub and exfoliate your lips natural it works like a charm every week or so just go put some sugar put some honey and just you know use that to um exfoliate your lips it works and you have nice soft lips you know and you know you and your boyfriend and future husband will enjoy that so that should solve it hmm. i'm not sure about the warm olive oil i have to research that but the one i know to exfoliate sugar and honey works like a charm hmm. you know and one thing you also do um and i don't say this enough um chapstick have a chapstick in your bag and you know you don't have like even me as a you guy have yes i always have i have chapters in the car after I, I use chapters a lot hmm. yes 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 that, and i didn't used to it was when i go to the u.s and you know i was having them um, ashy lips and somebody bros you know african my african brother you know here's a chapstick you know use it and ever since i'm always using chapsticks you know that's that, that, that that's one thing in my regimen now the last thing you said um for you he wants you to relax that I don't express myself around him, that I should be happy, jumpy, and all that, that stuff. Maybe he's feel scared about expressing herself. I mean, like, so now I cannot say, hey, if you just have to keep quiet that, comport yourself. So maybe that's it. That yeah, so, so anyway, so, I, you know, this one is a little bit difficult. This might be a give and take, you know. So he needs to do things to get you excited also. So that's what you, you say to him. Say, babe, you, you want to be excited or jumpy about you? Um, I'm sure if you um, have a car in the driveway with a big ribbon on top of it, I'm sure I'm going to jump all over you. If I come into the house and it's filled with roses, 
I'm sure I'm going to jump over you. You know, if you, you know, sending all those kind of nice texts or whatever, I'll jump over you. So this one is a one where you trade back at him and say, you know what, do stuff to make me jump over you. You know, when you come to see me, bring me ice cream or whatever I, I like the best. And, you know, that way you can actually also push back by saying, you know, do this and you get the feedback you want from me. You know, you know I'd say, um, speak my love language, you know. So I think uh, this is nothing that should be um, so bad. He's coming to you, telling you what he likes, and I'm sure there's not also some things about him you don't like. If he has a you know you're a, a um, six pack type of lady, tell him you know what. Yeah, I also want you to get the six packs going. Although please, your six packs, honestly. Although I mean, I've, I've, I was listening to lip service. The other day, and generally, and some of the girls said actually like guys with a little bit of a dad bod and a little bit of a pudgy stomach. So, you know, I feel like somebody's so, trying to make it <laughs> a bit of a pudgy yeah. stomach. So, not, not, not all girls really want six pack, like a little bit of a stomach on there so they can you know, rest their head on the on the stomach. So, you know, guys don't really need to sleep away in the gym about the six pack thing. That's just that's just feedback I had on the on the girls' podcast. So, listen, that's that's it. So um, I hope I've helped. Um, I think I've given you very constructive advice, and um, you should be fine. And you guys should have a you know happy life together. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, before we wrap up, um, Actors Sound is having another event this um, Saturday. Yeah, the last Saturday of this August, and Good Bad Guys are official sponsors. So um, if you're in the Lagos area, uh, I think we'll probably repost it. I think they'll be tagging us on the post. So this is like the biggest event they've done ever since they're going to have six djs um competing against each other uh, the good bad gang logo is everywhere so um i'm not sure if we'll be able to attend or not we have uh, a wedding that's in on sunday now or is it saturday you said saturday no the event's on friday oh okay it's on friday night yeah, you said first saturday of the month be last sorry sorry saturday. last friday but you <laughs> put the details somewhere the last friday of this of this month so it's gonna be, so it should be later anyway so yeah Anyway, so we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media. It's Good Bad Gang on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You should search for us on SoundCloud and on um, the Apple Podcast. We're there. Please rate us. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We like to hear from you. And now that Sus isn't, you know, being hyper. <laughs> Guys. Just say that LD is your fave when you're commenting, okay? He's not here to comment. But yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and just spread good vibes. Peace out, y'all. If your girl a look good and she never boring Then you know that a really good vibe And she cook your good food and she always caring Then you know that a really good vibe If your man need a love you real good in a bed Then you know that a really good vibe And him I give you full satisfaction my girl Then you know that a really good vibe